There can be only one podcast and maybe the Prince of the Universe. Hi, folks. I'm Matt. And I'm Wes. Howdy. Howdy, partner. You know what our friend Heath Futch likes? Mm, yes, I do. Going to bed before eight. That. Prince. Yes. <laughs> and a full sweater. <laughs> yes. And Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. We talked about this in a parking lot not too long ago. And uh, we both saw it. We've all seen it. Yes. We had, Heath has a different perspective of it. He's angry. He doesn't really like that movie. Um, personally, and by the way, this is going to be spoilers all the way through. If we do spoil, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind spoiling this movie. But uh, I thought the movie was fine. I did too. I don't see where all of this came from based off Ragnarok. Yeah. And I, I will say this. I think it's the fourth best Thor movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I enjoy the other three better. Nothing wrong with that. I like the Loki Thor. I know why they can't do it. Loki's de- quote unquote dead. Right. So that's fine. But I just miss that, you know, kind of buddy, you know, love hate romance they had with each other. And I thought that was funny. Well, and they found other characters. With, they, that they, they did, but no one can replace Loki. And for me, and I, and it was funny. They have the tattoo of Loki, R.I.P. or whatever. That was really funny, <clears throat> but it was missing some Loki, because Loki could have made. Because Ragnarok was funny. It was funny, right? And, and I, I thought Love and Thunder was on the same level. So I don't understand why everyone got so frustrated. I, I don't. I don't hate this movie, but. I'm going to say I thought it was a step down from Ragnarok. I do not hate Love and Thunder. I thought Love and Thunder was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Jane's story was excellent. Excellent. Uh, that goes in with the comic book that she had cancer and everything. So they brought her back. They did They did a good, you know, stuff. they get, did good stuff with her. It had good comedy. Thor was who he needed to be. He's not a bumbling idiot, you know. I mean, they made that, that the opening scene with the... Um, Oh, I can't remember what their names are now. Guardians of the Galaxy was all for laughs and jokes. And was then, really funny. <clears throat> yeah, but then after that, you know, well, him being like, we shall, you know, we shall tear it down and it will reclaim what ours. And then he, like, destroys the whole city. Right. You know, okay, that's a laugh. He kind of looks kind of buffoonish there. But it wasn't that this was a, let's, look, let's make him as dumb as we can. You know, he had the fish out of water story going for Thor one and two with Jane. Right. You know, and yeah, he's kind of oblivious to the truth around him at times. But Thor's really a good guy. He knows when to knuckle down. And he's been and get in every done. Avengers movie, so Chris Hemsworth has really been, and he's been great. Yeah. And I think, and and like I said, these movies are a lot of fun. These movies are a lot of fun. This one is fourth best. Again, I I don't think it was bad. I'm not going to say it was bad. I'm not going to say it was better than anything else. But uh, like, I'm not even going to make complaints about it. I thought everything was pretty fun. I thought, uh, what's his name? The villain, I don't remember his name, but the um, actor... Christian Bale. Batman. Christian Bale, I thought he was good. I yeah, thought he was I th- good. I, th- I just thought <clears throat> what I liked most about it was it was not overly long. No, thank goodness. Not three hours. Um, and I thought that they probably put a little too much in it regardless. There was some silliness to it that maybe could have been cut. <clears throat> but overall, I would say it's a third best Thor movie, not fourth. Okay, but, you I don't mean, like Dark World either, then? Yeah, it just okay. No one does but me, so I mean that's fine, and that's okay. 
<clears throat> yeah, that's fine. It's I, not think, that I, I think I think everyone would agree with you over me on that. Um, but so I, I I just thought that I thought the love story was really good. Yeah, I thought and Jane. I thought the great screaming goats was hilarious. <laughs> he did like the screaming goats. Um, and it was not overdone. It was done enough where it still made you giggle. They, they, well, they didn't. It wasn't a raw, running gag. They knew when to cut it off. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest miss for me was the Russell Crowe situation. I just thought that that kind of came across it, me. It didn't bother me. But yeah, Zeus it didn't is bother a blow, me. Zeus is a blowhard, and that's what Russell Crowe played him as. Sure, I was totally fine. Does Zeus is the Zeus the most powerful god ever? Yeah, according to Thor, he was, but obviously he wasn't. And he was kind of bloated, too big for his pants. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, other than that, I think that uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more with Christian Bale rather than just so much focused on taking the kids' side well, of things. We gave him a good intro, and then he's gone for so long. Yeah. And that that, that is a, that is a problem because we need to, we need his story to progress. It doesn't have to be as much time as Thor, but we need to cut back to him every once in a while. What's he doing? What's he growing? Right. No, he just appears when the story needs him to appear, right. and then disappears. We don't know what's going on with him. You know, we're he's supposed to. The big twist is what he's doing, but it's not a big twist because we never really got to see what he was aiming for. Yeah, I don't you know. think you you were able to form like a big. I think the 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 hook of the movie is the like, Jane storyline versus anything yeah. else. Well, like in Speed, the bomber, Mad Bomber, is he's getting some screen time, putting together things, watching his TV screen. Come on, Jack, you know what you're doing. You know, we we get to cut and we get to see his side of it, right? Of things, not just okay. He put a bomb on there. Now Jack's got to stop it for you know so many hours. I never saw speed then, being brought into this. Well, no, I'm just saying because he was brought in periodically. The bomber was, but just bits, just like where is he now? What's he doing now? You know, like he kept eating, you in the loop. Like it shows he's eating something, gets up, and he doesn't notice the glitch in the monitor thing. And so there's just little things like there yeah. to say he's still relevant to them. He has to be because at the end we got to catch him. Right. We got to want to catch him. Right. Not just forget who it was who put the bomb on there. No, I agree. You know, and so I think that's what we we're missing with Christian Bale. He just came in when Thor's story called for it. Right. It wasn't his side. Correct. Even though we got his side at the very beginning. Yeah. So that's it, that was kind of weird. That I, I agree with that that point. Anything else about it? I like I like Chris Hemsworth's uh, red vest. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, yeah, costumes are fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I am glad that he got the hammer back. I enjoyed that. Yeah, the storyline. Of course, that kind of falls in love with the comic book, right? I can't remember Jane's thing. I remember she had cancer, and whenever she was female Thor, she didn't have cancer. I, I but read it wasn't Thor, curing her. Yeah, you know, to me, in in my Thor <clears throat> reading was done a lot in the early mid 80s a lot with avengers too with the john uh was it was okay. it burn was doing that at that yeah. point i, I, I got to remember. reread a lot of it with bruce and a few some other some someone else's collection i had yeah right before it was after two i think is when i started reading some thor books and so in three i got a lot of the jokes the comp book exclusive jokes right uh, Be uh beta ray bill yeah it being in there um, the the I laughed out loud. I was the only person laughing in the theater when uh, Thor said he turned me into a frog once. Oh yeah, and yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Of course, non-Thor comp fans do not get that joke. Sure, 
<clears throat> and that they brought it back in the Loki TV show. I totally missed that. Someone had to tell me to go back and watch it. But um, that's hilarious to me. And so I understood a few of the characters and what happened. You know, I thought, and I think I said this when we talked about the Thor Ragnarok a long time ago when, I re- when we reviewed it, that I did not like the villain because in the comic book, she had a way cooler power that was way dangerous. Her touch could, you know, shrivel up and get death. And she touches, she grabs um, Thor by the chin and mangles, you know, mangles his face and everything. So he has to grow a beard. And so for the longest in the comic books, he has this beard. Right. You know, that's why Thor had the beard. And then, of course, someone got tired of him with the beard and just had him shave and look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm healed again. They, that's all the comic book needed to tell you, not how. Right. Because he was supposed to be shriveled for life there, so he grew up a beard so he wouldn't be so hideous. But, I can relate to that with my double chin. That's why I have a beard. Well, there you go. But anyway, um, so I'm kind of familiar with some of the comic books. and I, do, I, just, I remember the Jane story. I just don't remember that much of it. Yeah. So, But anyway, though, I, th- I thought it was fun. All the characters were great. Um, I thought I thought the rock guy tried too hard for laughs. You know, he got a lot of screen time. He got a lot of screen time. He didn't need that much. But basically, it was just like, let me make a joke here. And okay, and it's told. You know, the story is told through him. I I, I get it. I think that was a bad choice, though. Well, and I felt like go ahead. But I'm not saying it was the right choice or wrong choice. I yeah. just think that they tried some things once again. If you can try some stuff in the MCU, at least try it because so much of it is so stay within these lines and keep everything so connected, which is great to a point, but it's gotten so big. There's a point where it's kind of convoluted. Yeah, yeah. I I just felt like he was just trying to stick in there for humor, which we didn't need because we already had enough humor in it. Yeah, yeah. And so more of a storytelling, you know, maybe maybe he would have been the, in the way, the Morgan Freeman, you know, telling the serious side, the, the love story of Thor. You should get Brandon to do his Morgan Freeman <clears throat> impression for you. Oh, it yeah. is incredible. There you go. We'll bring him on here. Have him do it. But, you know, it's called Love and Thunder. So let him be the, you know, telling the love story, telling about, you know, bringing some weight to this and, and it, you know, uh, kind of hitting the point of Jane and... Thor together, instead of just coming in there and making him making his jokes, because everyone has to be funny in a Thor movie. And I didn't understand. You know, can't one person play the straight guy? There's nothing wrong with being the Jerry Seinfeld, you know, the least funny guy on your show, but he's the funniest guy, and you know what I mean, right? He's the one that's reacting to all these. He's like the point guard. Yeah, and that's what you need. Yeah, you need someone to give it weight. Um, what uh, uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Dean Martin plays the straight guy. Jerry Lewis is a... I'm just saying, through history, we've always seen someone's got to play the Good straight cop, guy. Good cop, Lu- I love Lucy. You know, Lucy and, and Ricky. Now you're talking Heath Fudge lines. <laughs> it, Heath Fudge is into this now. He's he straightened... He, 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 he woke got, up. He got, <laughs> he got up for, He set up a little bit straighter in his bed. Right. He, he may have rubbed his eyes a little bit there. You know, but yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about, though. That's what I'm talking about. That's And, that, and that's what I think... He should have been in it. I'm not saying it was terrible either, but I wish, I think it could have been better if he had just played it, you know, like I'm saying, Thor's a love story, blah, 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 the love, you know, which I think it would have been fine. He could, I'm not saying he can't be funny, but every character has to have jokes. Zeus has to be funny after a while. Right. You know, he has to. 
Okay, I get it. Everyone has to have jokes. I thought Jane's jokes were really good, though. Jane did not annoy me. Not Natalie at Portman all. did not annoy me, which is kind of weird because you kind of, I kind of feel like if they had an opportunity to make Jane a jerk, this would be the perfect opportunity. But they didn't. Her jokes were funny. She's trying to come up with a uh, a catchphrase of what she can say. Right. That's funny. Correct. And stuff like that. Just just little things like that because she's new to being a superhero. She doesn't know. She's just going on the fly on it. And I love that. I love that. So everything about that was really good. She didn't annoy me. I thought she would. It'd be like, I am better than Thor. I am better than, you know, the hammer with me is the best thing in the world. Kind of like She-Hulk and Hulk. <clears throat> yes. I thought She-Hulk was going to say, I don't need you, Bruce. Look, I'm ten times better than you. I, where it took you years to control your anger and whatnot, right. it took me all of two minutes. Right. Because I am the best thing in the world. Exactly. The most unlikable character in the MCU has got to be She-Hulk for me. Um, and that's, that, that's in a world where Moon Knight and Miss Marvel exist. So, Okay. I mean, well, we won't talk about She-Hulk because it's not done as of this um, podcast. Podcast, but uh, I, 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 I am. I did ask Bruce that it's going to be very hard to watch the last few episodes because I'm. I would quit. Bruce has asked me to watch this so we can review it, but I, I would have quit probably after the first. One. I don't hate it. I, I thought right. that the first episode that her play with Bruce was a little odd. But I know they tried to get a lot done in 30 minutes. It's like, minutes. how can we make everyone hate her? Anyway, we'll talk about that later, I guess, because that was just, it's its hard to watch. Yeah, I didn't try to make a hard left. It, anyway, wrapping right, up anyway, Thor. Anyway, wrapping up Thor. Thor's fine. If you, if you weren't going to see it because you're afraid it was going to suck, it doesn't. It's not the best one, but I don't, I don't think it's bad at all. I, I actually enjoyed it. I think it's, uh, yeah, the, what other... Marvel movies come out. Just Doctor Strange 2, huh? Marvel movies. Morbius. <clears throat> okay, then obviously Thor Love and Thunder wins for best Marvel movie of the year. Mm. Better than Doctor Strange 2. I, I think like so. Doctor Strange 2. I like Doctor Strange 2, fine. I, Sam Raimi, one of his best, but when I compare the two, I but think I like... What about Shang-Chi? That, wasn't that this year or was that late last year? Okay, let's put Shane Chi into this year. It still beats Shane Chi for sure. I know you're not a Shane Chi. No. Well, when Bean Kinsley is my favorite, all of a sudden I start laughing and start enjoying things, and then he's gone. I realize, oh, this isn't that good of a movie. <clears throat> you know. Your anyway, movie. I, I like Thor: Love and Thunder. I thought it was a great love story. I got a little yeah. ch choked up about it. So hey, it worked for me. No. Okay, there you go. Another thing we watched in theaters uh, recently was the Batman, Batman Returns uh, that was on Batman Day a few weeks ago, and we watched both of them back-to-back. -back. I said we, me, you, and Brandon stayed yes. for all three. Yes. Heath, I think the real... He said he hates Batman Returns. I really, truly believe he did not want to let it known that by 8 o'clock, he's a pumpkin. He's done. Well, I, I, he does not. I mean, he the sun does goes down and stuff is Heath. <laughs> Heath does not like Batman Returns. All right. Well, we're going to talk about but that. Heath is Heath's anger and hatred for things are just something that they're he, unexplained phenomenon. He 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 is like feast or famine with things. He's either really in or really out. We yes. call that good Heath, bad Heath. We call it good Heath, bad Heath. Okay, yeah. so. 
we watch Batman, we take a break in the parking lot, go back for some Batman Returns, uh, and it's a... Now, there's only, what, 10, 12? Maybe 10 people in there. All right, there's, many, there's different people for each movie. Yeah, there's no like, one but us decided to wait. Well, there to was watch a group both. of girls <clears throat> that was in Batman Returns that weren't for Batman. No, they were in Batman also. The ones sitting behind us? Yes, that got up and moved. Oh, I didn't. And made us move. It's <laughs> totally weird. Okay, I don't remember them being in the theater for Batman, but there were some people who just showed up for Batman Returns. Which I thought was very odd. I thought that was extremely odd. Why wouldn't you do both? And by the way, who says, you know what I'm going to watch today for Batman Day? Batman Returns. But that means. Possibly, they think they're on the same wave, wave lines as you, thinking that Batman Returns is the better one to watch. Right. So, you'll be happy to know, watching them both, first off, I want to say, they're both lovely films. And I think, here's what I love. Now, people who say, and I, I, I kind of noticed something, because when you talk about the newer Batman movies, they say it's so dark. Yes. That's one of the things they say, it's so dark. Mm-hmm. All right. Guess what? Batman and Batman Returns are dark. Okay? Uh, Batman is very dark. I mean, there's some... It's darkly lit. It's kind of macabre with the way Jack Nicholson plays the Joker. Messes up with his girlfriend's face. Um, You have a scene where he falls into the vat and, like, his hand creeping out. The scene where he's at the... uh, The surgeon. You know, that's Mm -hmm. freaky. There's There's some dark stuff in there, in Batman, you know? And I was thinking, okay, this is a pretty dark film. Then you go to Batman Returns, which somehow, for the past few years, I have totally forgotten the whole purpose of what the Penguin was trying to do. Drown children into a cold, watery grave. That is what he's doing. No wonder McDonald's clutched their church pearls and went... <laughs> not, not, I, not, it doesn't take a church goer to cut, clutch their pearls of that line. Yeah, it's definitely not the, <clears throat> the marketing that they thought they were stepping into. No, and so, I, I, and for some reason, I just totally, I know he wanted the children. Just in my mind, I thought he was just going to kidnap them and run away with them and you know have them grow up in the sewer with him. For some reason, that's what I thought the movie was about at the end. And then when he's talking about giving him a cold, watery grave and drowning each one of them, like one, uh, well, well, good morning. Uh, there's another. And by the way, I'm going to side with you, and I think Batman Returns is the better movie. I think that Tim Burton, Michael Keaton definitely knew what they wanted this time. Not that they didn't know for Batman. Batman's excellent. Right. But now they're familiar. They feel like they're, you know, they played the role, and they felt it is so weird. Tim Burton's Gotham looks even better in Batman Returns. It seems like now I know what I want. Now I know the direct. I, I think was trying. The, I would try some concept art that I was happy with. Now I'm going all in. Well, I just think so much of Tim Burton's stuff is wrapped up with um, Christmas, <clears throat> and that was the beginning True. of this. I mean, that's his. That's his do, wheelhouse. He can do his spooky Christmas, but he it, Gotham feels even more livelier. I don't. I don't know if I can make that sense. I think I was mentioning this to you when we were talking about the uh, uh, Max Shrek's. Um, I told you about his office. I said, I love the way they're styling his office. It's well lit. It's better lighting, but yet it's got this huge dark theme to it. Yeah. But Batman is much dark. It's much darker, meaning uh, lighting style. Yeah. And now this one's well lit, but still very dark. Um, but there's uh, the other thing, and I totally forgot about this scene in Batman Returns. When the, the penguin is outed, 
you know, and now Gotham turns on him. During his speech, they were cheering him. Now they're throwing cabbage and tomatoes at him. He opens up his umbrella, and he says what's probably the most brilliant line of the whole film, who brings tomatoes, no, who brings fresh produce to a speech? And I totally <laughs> forgot about that line, because the whole time I'm thinking, what the heck? Why? Who bring? And that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, right. Why? Who brought tomatoes and cabbage to this thing? And then Penguin makes the joke, and it's a ga- all is it, yeah, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. I love that. There's so much inside baseball. There in really this. is. Like it's very. It's it's hit it. it it hits on a few different levels as far as like the gag, silly stuff. Yeah. Because the humor is very pubescent boy, thirteen year old, which so, is so perfectly, was it for Batman though. There it is, was, but not as much. <clears throat> they amped it up. I don't know. They 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 also amp I don't know. I don't know if they amped it up. I felt that there was some stupid well, you could say pussy in a movie. I, I, oh. There was the penguin scene. I remember that one, but I couldn't remember the other stuff that he was saying too. <laughs> Go get him, you dirty old pervert penguin. <laughs> um, but I can't imagine. I can now. I can see parents going, "Oh my lanta," you know. Well, I just think that <clears throat> I, the way I can, as a kid, I totally missed all those references. I want you to know. Well, that's probably right when it was starting to move for you. So that's the difference. <laughs> so, to me, the way I compare this, which uh, Keith ahead. did not agree with <clears throat> yeah. is there's a point in when you follow uh, bands or artists or something when they make their first record to their second record where their growth is. Yeah. And some bands do a lot of the same things and then some bands grow and then some bands really jump. Yeah. And I felt that was the difference between Batman and Batman Returns. It is, it is the Beatles' White Album. It is use your illusion. It is a, such a departure from Batman <clears throat> by only three years. He let the, his audience grow. Right. But I think that the problem was is a nine-year-old boy who saw Batman and then saw Batman Returns, there's a big difference than a six-year-old boy that saw Batman and then a nine-year-old boy that saw Batman Returns. True. That's where parents were like, uh-uh. Uh, yep. I get that. But I think that that shows Tim Burton's ability in all of his storytelling style that he is very driven to have a certain viewpoint and really highlight flawed characters. And that's what Batman Returns does. It highlights very flawed characters. I also want to defend some of the campiness of these both these movies. I say they both have campy in them. I enjoy that. But at the time, what did they have to compare it to? The 60s Batman show. Right. And it's way less campy than that. Sure. But they felt like that's still in the spirit of Batman. We're going to put some camp humor in that. I didn't mind it. The second thing I hear a lot of people who hate the new Batman movie say, Batman kills. And Batman never kills. Yeah, okay. where is that well, from? Batman kills in Batman and in Batman Returns. Yes. And... To be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, in the 60s Batman, he also killed some thugs, even though they didn't know they were killing them. It was the dehydrated, rehydrated thugs. When they punch them, they disappear. 
That's because it was, I don't know, they got overloaded with water. Yeah, I but, don't know. That whole thing, I think that they cling to the comic side of that because, yeah, he's he he's killing people in the first movie, too. Not yeah. just the second movie. Yeah, he the first blows movie up the too. whole... Um, the factory. He blows yeah, yeah. them all up. Yeah. He, he lets the bomb come in there yeah. and he blows them all up. Yeah. <clears throat> so the death toll is there in both movies. I mean, uh, uh, when fighting the karate guy in the bell, yeah. d- threw him oh, down the yeah, belfry, okay? Yeah, so... so yeah, spoilers on Batman nineteen eighty nine. I just yeah, I I think that. Go ahead. No, so I'm saying this is why. So here's the question: Why do I not like the newer Batman movies? Why do I still hold these? Because the whole time I'm watching these, it, it it I I understood why I like these better. I, I I agree they're dark. I don't think that I don't think the word is darker. I think the thing is. People have lost, the, starting with Christopher Nolan, I did like his first two movies. The third movie, no, I did not like it. But looking back over it, he's to blame for how Batman will be from now on. Batman has to be set in the real world, is what Christopher Nolan wanted. The guy could dress as a bat, but I don't want anything else bat-themed. Because that looks silly. I'll keep the costume, but everyone, everyone has to be realistic looking. Now, I don't want that. I want my mix of comic book and you know because batman's batman's dude dresses up a bat come on give me a bat wing which i think is i still think that scene in the original batman is beautiful the bat wing scene it's just great you know but there's so many other things like that like maybe it's not aerodynamic to have a you know ship the 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 shape of the bat symbol but you know whatever i like that type of stuff i like penguins with the missiles strapped on their back, I love that. Yeah. I don't think it would look bad either. I like the I like the people in the penguin suits picking the penguin up and giving him a burial. That 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 I got. I thought it. It, I think it's very interesting <clears throat> that there has never, until, you know, with with Robert Pattinson and and you're you're dealing with penguin in a total different light. But to me, that Colin Farrell and Danny DeVito are pretty similar. <clears throat> In a lot of ways, in a very different way, though. Well, very like, different. They way. are not. Colin Farrell's Penguin was fine, but again, he's placed more in a realistic world. Yeah. But I, the reason I, I'm just saying that the the movies have always been dark, except for the '60s Adam West Batman. The movies have always been violent, except for the '60s Adam West Batman. But the thing with me is, I want I want to feel that Gotham is a because it has people like the Joker, the Riddler. They should be just as flashy as a guy dressing up as a bat. I, 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 I we're not going to get into the argument about ba- the Batman, but wrapping Riddler up in duct tape with his head is just dumb, because it is some way to make him look realistically evil or something like a Mad Bomber. But well, the Riddler's had some, <clears throat> has had a few different looks. So I, it, like I said, we could go into that. I wouldn't mind. I think they just highlighted how great Michelle Pfeiffer was. Her. She's excellent. Catwoman. Be- best Catwoman. There hasn't yeah. been anyone to touch her. Yeah, I don't and, think so. And the reason why she embraces, it's not about being sexy cool. She's not cool. She's crazy. She's very flawed. Yes. And 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 um No other no other Catwoman has been like that. They've always they're confident. They know what they're doing. And it's just yeah. I, I, they've been unlikable, in my opinion. I haven't yeah. liked a Catwoman since. Yeah. You know, so Michelle Pfeiffer was it. You know, the ones before her were great too. Julie Newmar was excellent. Lee Merriweather, excellent. 
Even Eartha Kitt was fun. Well, I I think that um, I think Batman Returns definitely just highlights how good she was and how they haven't found someone to do it nearly as well as her. So I was saving this toward the end, and I'm going to ask you right here and there. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, please do. So after we got finished watching Batman Returns, yes, I got in my car. I was driving off, and I was telling Megan some of the things I was telling you about. I think I figured out why I love these movies so much right and uh then she said well what about batman forever are you going to rewatch batman forever and batman and robin and i i shudder at batman and robin but would you watch those two movies with me i would i've watched batman forever recently oh you have okay yeah, so i could watch it on my year. own but batman and robin would we watch together Yes, that's a tough call there, but uh, yeah, it's like it's like asking you to give blood. But well, no, I don't. I would rather watch that because we could just okay. You you remember? I want, ba- I want to like Batman Forever. I just can't. Okay, last time I saw it, I did, except for one glaring Tommy Lee Jones, which not really his fault. That's how he was directed, to right? Be. But I will. I'd like to give that a second shot, and we can talk about that. And talk about Batman and Robin. Because that's the end of that Batman error, you know, of uh, comic books. Error, for sure. Of movies. Oh, yes, indeed. I think it's very interesting, the Batman, the way Batman has been done cinematically with the Tim Burton movies, the Joel Schumacher, then you have the Christopher Nolan. Like, you have these... I, I mean, I don't know of any other character... But people hold those to the standard when they say they hate these movies. They hate the new Batman movies. They like the old Batman movies better. I want to challenge everyone to rewatch Batman and Batman Returns. First off, tell us, do you think Batman Returns is better? Because I do now. And and um, what, what rewatch it and tell me what you liked about that Keaton Batman. Because it I think is what dark. people it like about the, the Batman movie more than Batman Returns, other than <clears throat> the. I think it was so simple. It was so simple. That's true. And it worked. And it had incredible music in both. Oh, that's another thing. Danny Elfman's score is brilliant. And that's in both movies. But obviously, we talked about getting chills in the first movie. When the na 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 na, that's great. Yeah, it's great. There's there's no other feeling than that first Batman opening. Yeah. Yeah, the I mean, music it's not John you. Williams, but man, it's pretty damn close. It's it's, it's up there one with him. A and it's one up B. there. With, he he's 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 batting right up there with yeah. John Williams yeah, like during that soundtrack. One B. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it for now. We'll see you next time on Princes of the Universe. <laughs>